it really possible to work less, make more, and create an even bigger impact in the world? This show is designed to show you how. I'm your host, Dr. Alex, a retired and burnt out seven-figure practice owner turned outside the box business consultant to other women Kairos. I believe it's not only possible, but necessary. As women, it's high time we lead the charge in building our practices and businesses differently. This show will take you on the journey to show you just how to do that. Welcome back to the show. Today, we are going to talk about something that I have been ruminating over and thinking through and talking with other people about and finally am ready to share. And I'm so excited about it. And that is the idea of what I'm calling a gemstone practice. And we're going to get into what all this means, but in its essence, this is a model of practice, not even a model. It's a roadmap to creating something that is really geared at building your practice, your way, and creating it in a way that gives you the ability to work less, make more, have a bigger impact. It leverages your specific knowledge And it is something that is capable of running without you there or physically present. And so we're going to dive into more about all of that, but that's where we're going in this episode. And before we launch into that, I just wanted to share something from my own experience last week that relates to this in the sense of, you know, when you've really built something that gives you some of that freedom and flexibility, you can... (laughs) actually listen to your body and your needs and what your energy levels are telling you. And this was an experience I had last week. I, for the first time in close to three and a half years, did not publish a podcast episode last week. And I was just in this really weird energetic state where I didn't want to. I even, I've got you know, interviews and stuff that I've recorded previously that I I easily could have put in there, but just something was feeling really off. And so I gave myself permission to just not do it. Honestly, it might've been the last two weeks. I just didn't want to publish an episode. And, you know, I have built something where I have the ability to do that. And so it brings up this whole question of, you know, as women, or business owners in practice, like there's this idea that consistency is key, right? And and there's some truth to that, right? Like we have to be consistent in the things that we do in order for them to have an impact. A lot of business growth and building is a long game. It's, you know, the things that you've done three months ago are what are going to impact your business growth and all of that today, right? And so there's some truth to that. And there's also this aspect that I think is more present for women because, you know, in the male dominated business world, it's like, well, no, you don't like feel good. You're, you don't, your energy's off or whatever, you know, woo woo nonsense. You just show up and you do it anyways. But if, when we push ourselves in that way, or, you know, this also relates to, I've been seeing posts about like, what do you tell patients when you're sick? right? Like, are you honest with them? Or do you pretend like you're fine? You show up anyways. And there's the old school thought of like, no, you're fine. You're in a healing crisis. You just show up and adjust people anyways. And I certainly did plenty of that in practice. And then there's the, you know, you could call it more feminine perspective, but just the other side of that, that's like, why the hell are you pushing yourself to go work when you don't feel right? And I recorded an interview that I'll be releasing a little later 
today before this and was, was thinking through some of this stuff because she was sharing a, a story and a journey of actually pushing, having to push pause and take a step back from her business. She's not a chiropractor, but she's a woman in business who teaches other women how to do business as a woman. And so we had a really interesting conversation and her business was set up to support that so that she could do that. And I had a similar thing where I was, when I went through my divorce, I actually took almost two months off of practice because emotionally I just, I couldn't be around people. I couldn't touch other people. Like I, I just, I needed to do my own healing because I'd come out of my marriage in such a shell of myself. And I needed to just have some space to like get reconnected to who I actually was and what I was doing in the world and, and all of those things. And fortunately I, I had associates at the time and I had staff who could keep things running while I wasn't there. And so I gave myself permission to do that. But my question for you and, and why I'm bringing this kind of new way of looking at how we build a business and a practice that actually <laughs> supports our own thriving <laughs> as well is, is to ask yourself some of these things, like how, how many of you and in what ways are you holding your feet to the fire, not in the sense of like, you have to be committed and, and building business requires something because it does. You, ha- you do have to st- show up in a certain way, but where are you being completely ridiculous? <laughs> like showing up with, I, I will be honest, I wasn't going to talk about this, but the when the whole pandemic thing happened, you know, no matter what your thoughts are on, on all of that, I, my husband and my son both came down with the, you know, COVID, the C word, and I sleep in between them. My son drinks out of my water glass, all this stuff. I never got it. I never tested positive. I may have had it and I just didn't test positive. The time I got it was the other chiropractor that I shared space with adjusted me and he came into work super sick and had a fever and was flushed and all that and adjusted me that day. And I had the dang thing by the next day. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm not saying like we shouldn't, we all have our different philosophies and, and different ideas around this, but you want to look at where are you pushing yourself in a way that is energetically draining you, that is potentially completely crazy town because we feel like we there's some lack of ability to have permission to just be where we're at and and give ourselves what we need in the moment. And there's this push to we have to show up because if we don't show up, then we don't make any money. And that's where I'm coming out with this new business model. And you know, where are you holding your feet to the fire, maybe doing busy work or things that aren't really moving the needle necessarily? Like, I'll be honest, this show, I I love it. I've, I've loved, I love podcasting. That's why I show up and do it. It's never been something that's actually like made me money. And maybe those are some of my blocks around that, but it's, it's a platform I show up and I share and I serve and I hopefully inspire, you know, some of you or I give you, my goal now is to give you really tangible things that you can start to do to shift how you do business in your practice, because I really believe that that is our, you know, this is the key to not just transforming our own experience of being in practice and not burning out and all this stuff. And also dealing with the problem of, you know, we're capped in our capacity to either physically, mentally, or emotionally see more people. It's like the only way to make more money is to see more people in all of the old business models and just healthcare in general. And 
that requires that we have to be there, have to show up, that we work long hours, that we cut our appointment times. I found I was really frustrated by where a lot of this is coming from were two things that frustrated me in practice. And one was that I felt like I didn't have the time to really help support people in a way that I knew would truly create a transformational experience for them. And so they became lifelong patients, but it was because they weren't actually getting the outcomes that I wanted them to get because I didn't have time to really help them change something outside of the office. And it wasn't, you know, an adjustment is great. Yes. But if they're still going out and doing all the same stuff that brought them in in the first place, are we really helping or are we just providing a band-aid? I'm on a lot of different soapboxes today, so I'm going to try to bring this back around. But my first challenge to you with all of this is like, where are you not giving yourself time, space, permission, or where are you pushing yourself to, you know, do the busy work and do the things that aren't really necessarily moving your business or your practice forward? And where can you step back? Where can you take a flipping day off or a shift off and just let it be okay (laughs) and recognize that, it will be okay. You know, that was one thing I never, I mean, I would push myself to go into work when I really shouldn't have, but there were times when I did also give myself the time and space I needed. And I always came back stronger and in a better place mentally and physically to really be able to show up in the way I needed to. And so what if we just plan for these things rather than holding our feet to the fire on stuff that isn't always serving us really like, let's be real about that. So that's the first thing for you to think about. And then the bigger piece of this conversation that we're having today, and this is going to turn into a series, right? So I'm just talking about like the overarching picture of what a gemstone practice is today. And we'll get back into that. And then we're going to kind of break it into, you know, smaller chunks. So you can really start to look at this for yourself. So let's get into it. And then I have a opportunity for you as well, as you're listening to this, a gemstone practice. So I partly came up with this idea from, I have a mentor that I've worked with and who I follow and she is an entrepreneur in Canada, but you know, she works with women in scaling their businesses from six to seven figures is kind of her big thing. And she is really someone that I have learned a lot from in how to have a business as a woman and do things differently. And so she came up with this model that she calls a a dual business model, which is loosely somewhat sort of where I I came up with this idea of a gemstone practice, but I'm applying more of that to our actual experience in healthcare. Because the other thing that I was really frustrated by in as an owner is just how restrictive it was. It was like, there's, there's this one little box, right? Where you see more people you take less time in when you're capped out, you hire someone or you're just capped. And so you either accept like not really making as much or you raise your prices. Like those are the only ways to grow. And if you're tied to the insurance world, like that has its own level of restriction and chaos. And so it was like hard to, to have a vision and a growth. And I don't know about you, but my visions of like, Hey, I'm going to adjust 300 people a week. were totally unrealistic in school, right? I think I hit 140 was my biggest week. And I was like, good God, I can't do that for the rest of my life. Like there's no way. And so when we're stuck in that and challenged with that, it becomes, okay, well, is it possible to do something else? And the answer is yes. And so that's what we're talking about today. So in looking at, and I've actually have had the experience of building this and seen other people do it in other 
industries and know that it is very possible to do within the health industry, right? But it requires us letting go of some things and looking at things differently. So as I said at the beginning, a gemstone practice is something that gives you the ability to work less, make more, have a bigger impact. I call it PIT, which is profit, uh, impact, and then time freedom. So it gives you PIT. It's something that leverages your knowledge in addition to your services. And so this is the key here, right? Because I, I know so many of us, we know so much. And so many of us, we have these different interests. Like one of mine was in nutrition. One of mine was in pediatrics. And this is a serious struggle that I'm going to devote a whole other episode to is especially in the world of healthcare and chiropractic and, and all of that, like we come out and it's like, we help everybody, right? We're a very generalized practitioner and we have different designations and all of this. And I think specializing more isn't necessarily the answer because the Western medicine is so freaking compartmentalized at this point. It's unbelievably frustrating to get anything done in that model of care. So we want to stay, you know, within this lane of, of being holistic in this sense of looking at the whole body. However, <laughs> within that, we each have our own approaches and our own things that have, you know, inspired us or like this, the way I look at this is like, what are the CE classes that you would voluntarily spend the money on and go take, not just because you need the credits in like ethics or doc encoding or x-ray, but because you're really, truly, honestly interested in the subject. For me, it was never any of the things that I needed credits in. It was always, you know, the like the bare minimum. It was always the fun stuff that had to do with women's health or pediatrics or, you know, nutritional stuff. And, and some of the things that aren't like chiropractic specific, I'm saying that somewhat sarcastically. Um, so when you, we have all this knowledge and people were always surprised, and I'm sure you have this experience too in practice of how much we know right? There's a lot of stuff we know, but there's not really an opportunity to utilize any of that in the way we have care structured when you're spending five to 15 minutes with a person and, you know, you adjust them and you're out the door and you're trying to give them kind of the generic chiropractic education. And what's missing in all of that is that they don't necessarily get the point for them and they don't necessarily get the help that they need. And so this starts to bring, maybe I'm just doing this this episode, this brings up this whole, you know, confusion around what chiropractors do, what it helps, and we get lumped in with being neck pain and back pain doctors, and we start to feel frustrated and defensive when we know there's so much more that we do for people, but it's like, we don't know how to communicate it, and they don't know it specifically to them because we're not communicating in a way that is specific to the problems that the person that we really truly love and want to help are having. And so when we can actually marry our knowledge, I'm not going to totally get into this on this episode, but this is coming up on the next one. <laughs> when we can bring our knowledge and leverage that as a product on its own. So whether that means a course or you know, it, it doesn't have to mean that you get another certification in functional medicine or any of that stuff. Certainly, if you feel like you're lacking a skill set, do that. But my point is more that we can build a practice that leverages who we are, what we stand for, and our knowledge in addition to our services in a way that increases the value. And so with that increased value, we can actually move away from time-based practices, trading time for money where it's, you know, per visit, per adjustment kind of thing, and move into more of 
an experience that we're taking people on a transformational journey and experience. And that is what they're paying for and coming in to see you for. And I'm going to dissect each of these things more on individual episodes coming up as we go through this um, and probably release more than once a week just to keep the, keep the excitement going. So that is what leveraging your knowledge is all about. And then time freedom. Well, time freedom is part of the other thing, but the capability for the thing to run without you there. So whether that means that you are set up to do something that is virtual, if you so choose, where you're out of the office sometimes and you're in the office adjusting sometimes, or you fully go that way and are no longer physically adjusting, that was a direction that physically I just needed to do for my own body and my own health. And that's totally allowed. Whether that means you have a, a small team or some virtual support in the form of a VA or something, you don't have to necessarily have a huge team, but you have tools and structures and things in place to where if you're having an off week or an off day, you can easily take the time that you need and not worry about it because it's no longer, you know, your income is no longer tied to you having to physically show up in the office and you have other avenues and ways that you can support people. And I, you know, I'm looking at this a lot from being able to have something that is virtual because I was researching this this weekend, actually just for fun and like telemedicine since the pandemic happened, it's an 87 billion dollar industry this last year and they're projecting it to be even more this current year and i really believe you know in order to have some freedom and some flexibility in that way like this is something that we as chiropractors are fully qualified to take part in and and find a way to implement into our practices and so it's not necessarily taking away from what you already do but it's adding something so we're the gemstone practice model is all about adding something and it's it's very unique to each of you. You know, I'm really big on, we each have our own genius, our own gifts, our own things that we love, our own things that we're passionate about, our own ways that we're going to help people. And it's about bringing all this together in a way that supports and works for you. So this is like a broad 30,000 foot view of all of this. Obviously there's like a whole lot more to unpack in, in each of these things, especially around, you know, leveraging our knowledge within practice, um, but also in some other places as well. So that's the next few episodes. I'm not really sure how many are going to be in this foundational series, but they're going to come out one after the other right now. And we're going to keep getting into, you know, how do you actually start to build this and make shifts in your practice away from trading time for money and instead, you know, building a model that takes into account that you're a woman, that we don't want to be crazy town and moves us away from those old models of practice that say, show up no matter how you feel and, you know, what it is, fake it till you make it, like all of that crap. And just that your only options for growth are to see more people. I'm really tired <laughs> of all of those things. They drive me nuts. And as I've been figuring out my own journey and direction in, in how I, like I've known I want to serve the profession in a business capacity and in consulting and, and all that. But so much of it bothers me still. And so I've really, you know, been spending the time this past month or so getting really clear on like, what is it that I want to bring to help us really advance as a profession and create something differently. And and my big thing is I really believe that women taking ownership and hold of changing how we do practice, sh making shifts and and being willing to let go of all of these models that haven't served us fully or have capped us or 
you know, we just haven't wanted to participate in, but as a result, you know, aren't really sure if we have success or whatever it is, right? Like, I really want to take us on the journey of doing something differently. And that's where I'm geared at. So my, I told you there'd be a opportunity. There's an invitation. If any of this is percolating in your head and, you know, giving you ideas or you're intrigued, whatever it is, or wondering what the heck this could possibly look like for you in your practice and business, I do something. I have a, a free consultation, zero expectations. I call it your practice, your way breakthrough session. So regardless of where we end up at the end of the call, whether you know we're just friends or we're talking about maybe how to work together, all of that's welcome. And there's no expectation on where any of it's going to go. There's a link in the show notes and you're welcome to jump on my schedule and just talk. Like I'm here to help you think through some of this stuff. My big thing is to take your blinders off. This is what I had to do in business and practice is take the blinders off and really come at it in a whole new direction and be willing to do that. So, you know, you have to have some courage to engage in this conversation, but I'm here to just help you start the conversation and start looking at what some of this could look like for you. And if it's even a fit or somewhere where you want to go in your business and in your practice and in your life. So with that, I appreciate you. We're going to be back with foundation episode numero two on the next episode where I'm going to dive even more into that mess of how generalized we are and how to really start to craft your message in a way that brings in the people you really want to work with and takes makes marketing like not a big deal. So that's coming up on the next episode and we'll see you then. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope this episode gave you some inspiration to think outside the box in your practice. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to leave a review and share it with a colleague. This helps the message reach even more women DCs around the world. I appreciate you and look forward to joining you on our next episode where we will always be geared at how do we work less, make more, and create an even bigger impact in the world so that we can change the face of healthcare for all.